0: April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, meaning Standing Together to End Sexual Assault, or Stessa has initiated a campaign to spread awareness and educate Santa Barbara community members about sexual violence. For this year's campaign, community members were asked to submit original artwork of any medium that focused on the topic of sexual assault, consent, supporting survivors, or boundaries. STESA is also hosting a number of self-defense workshops around the Santa Barbara area, including a free upcoming workshop this Wednesday, April 28th, in commemoration of Denim Day. To learn more, I spoke with Bianca Orozco, Community Education Coordinator for Standing Together to End Sexual Assault.
1: So my name is Bianca Orozco, uh, pronouns she, her, hers, and I'm the Community Education Coordinator at Standing Together to End Sexual Assault. Um, So what I do in my role is I will pretty much reach out to the community. I'll present to junior high students up to college age students. I'll present to parents and adults in our community. To talk about sexual assault, defining sexual assault, talking about myths, and then also discussing how we can make changes in our our culture and our society to prevent it. Awesome.
0: And can you tell me a little bit about SESA and its mission? So what kinds of services does the organization generally provide for the community?
1: Yeah. So we've been around since 1974 and we provide services to survivors of sexual assault and significant others. So this includes any family members, like family members of a survivor, any friends, roommates, any loved ones, pretty much. Um, because we understand that sexual assault doesn't just affect the person, it could affect anyone who's there to offer support or wants to offer support. So our services are open to anyone. Um, And we provide counseling. So we do crisis counseling and long-term counseling. Um, We have a 24-hour hotline that folks can call. It's completely confidential and it's bilingual meaning um, if someone wants to call, not give any information about themselves, like not their name or their age or anything like that, that's totally fine. Um, They can still speak with an advocate. Um, And that's the best way to reach us at the moment. We're not offering in-person services, but if anyone does have questions about our services or wants to begin any of our services, that's the best way. So, and we also have a SART team or a sexual assault response team and they administer the SART exam. A lot of folks know it as a rape kit, but we call it the medical forensic exam. Um, We also do prevention presentations, um, in-service training. So my colleagues will go and they'll train um, professionals. So any caseworkers or law enforcement um, on how to respond to survivors Um, and then self-defense classes as well. We've had a chance to do some online, but we're slowly moving towards socially distanced ones um, in person.
0: And then April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. A large part of the conversation this year is focusing on how sexual assault, harassment, and abuse can happen anywhere, including online spaces. I was wondering if you could expand on this and why considering this aspect of sexual assault prevention is particularly important during COVID-19.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons for it. One of them being that people assume that sexual assault is just touch. Um, They think sexual assault is just rape. It's just physical, unwanted touch. So when we do have discussions around sexual assault and prevention, we like to define it as an umbrella term. So really letting folks know that it's not just touch, it could be comments, it could be visual, um, any other verbal, unwanted verbal, sexually explicit content. So really that piece of letting people know that sexual assault can look many different ways. Um, Same with the pandemic. So just because there was a limited um, opportunity for in-person contact, it doesn't mean that sexual assault has stopped. So we know that sexual assault can adapt online, any unwanted comments, um, any explicit messages, um, if it's within like a partnership, someone uh, coercing someone to send a picture or someone leaking someone's pictures. So it's really trying to um, bring attention to these topics or these forms of sexual assault that people don't often consider and often normalize. So if someone's pictures are leaked, we kind of often see that as a, well, you know, why'd you take the picture in the first place? And we really, really want to get rid of those victim blaming um, comments and, and to show folks that, okay, just because it happens doesn't mean it's okay.
0: So you mentioned the self-defense workshops. Um, this Wednesday, Sessa is hosting a free self-defense workshop to commemorate Denim Day. I was wondering if you could tell us more about the event and what attendees can expect.
1: Yeah. So the event is this Wednesday. It's going to be hosted in Estero Park in Isla Vista. Um, It's from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And really, we want to make it kind of like a pop in. So it's going to be we will have a table off on the side for folks to come in and register because some folks have registered. But really, if anyone's walking by, they can stop by and ask us questions. Um, We're hoping to have little pieces of denim that people can write. Quotes on or some sort of message on and we're trying to put that together um, but what to expect from our self-defense classes is that we go off an empowerment an empowerment model so when we discuss, Um, prevention, we know that we need to make a change at a societal level. There's something that needs to happen at a larger level. Um, When we talk about risk reduction, that's when often people bring up like self-defense or carrying pepper spray or carrying something to protect yourself, right? Um, We know that those won't prevent sexual assault. They reduce the risk. Um, So the way that we teach these classes through the empowerment model and in saying that, we're going to show you these tools that you could use, um, but also making sure that hey, when you if you do experience sexual assault, sometimes a person will freeze instead of fight or flight, they freeze. Um, so also allowing that of you you will have these tools, but just know that if your body in the moment reacts as you know, not doing anything, as freezing, that's the way that your body's choosing to protect itself and that's okay. Because then there isn't any blame there of like, why did I freeze? I knew you know, I had pepper spray or I knew how to use this move. There's a lot of blame that goes on there. So it's really us empowering folks with tools on how to um, protect themselves in case someone crosses a boundary. We also do a lot of, um, there's a segment of it where people learn how to say no. Because oftentimes we don't know how to say, say no. We don't know how to set boundaries. And really it's taking the moment there to just yell no or yell stop whenever you're making a move because there's power behind that. There's power in being able to use your voice, being able to use your stance um, because maybe we're not comfortable standing strong or standing tall. We tend to kind of like cave in. Um, so really this empowerment that we're trying to pass along. Um, and there's a prevention in there too. So we do offer some education throughout of letting folks know these are the myths and facts, um, especially with it being denim day. We know that one of the myths is that people think that clothing equals consent. They think that you know if someone's wearing something revealing that it's almost excuse of like, oh, well they were sexually assaulted because of what they were wearing. So we're really, really trying to bring that together um, and, and bring attention to that and make a statement against victim blaming.
0: So you've mentioned this, but a large part of Stessa's work surrounds educating community members about sexual assault prevention and how to examine their own self-behavior that might reinforce unhealthy expectations. Can you expand on this educational framework and what misconceptions about sexual assault Stessa tries to deconstruct?
1: Yeah, so the way that we go out and we talk to people about prevention and the way that we link it to our society is talking about, well, we could really go on forever. But one of the major pieces is when we look at gender roles, and gender expectations. So I do this activity where I ask folks like, "What comes to mind when you think of a man? What comes to mind when you think of a lady?" And then you'll get, "Well, men are strong, physically strong, emotionally strong. Um, they are in leadership positions, things like that." When we describe women or anything that's feminine, it's like, "Well, they're supposed to be obedient, submissive. Um, they're not necessarily leaders." Um, so the way that we describe gender has a lot to do with it, and and it's also the way that We look at myths, too. So we think, oh, men are supposed to be strong and, um, you know, or aggressive, for instance, they don't get sexually assaulted. It's like, well, no, anyone can be a survivor of sexual assault. We look at the way that women, when they're socialized as women, how they're raised, it's like, oh, well, you're supposed to be obedient. You're not supposed to be rude. You're supposed to be polite. When do you, when do you learn to set your boundaries? Because you, know, you tend to just go along with something to not seem rude or to not rock the boat. Um, so we really break down um, those systems of power when it comes to gender and also hinting at other forms of oppression. So if there's an imbalance of power when we talk about racism, when we talk about ableism, homophobia, transphobia, when there is oppression, that's when sexual assault happens. So in order to end sexual assault, we must end oppression. Um, and it very much continues to, contributes to the myths and facts where we think um, people who are sexually assaulted were asking for it because they weren't dressed pure, which is what a lady is. So it all really connects um, there. And we try to pretty much bring a focus into that. What's so normalized within our society, like gender roles, that we don't question, that then bleeds into when we discuss sexual assault or when we talk about survivors or when a survivor discloses.
0: What do you wish more people understood about sexual violence? I think um, a piece that I always bring up is that
1: sexual violence um, or sexual assault is a learned behavior, meaning it can be unlearned. People aren't born to sexually assault. And it's really going back to what I mentioned about the myths and facts and about gender and about racism and, and, and all these other isms, all forms of oppression is that we can unlearn those things. We just have to you want to learn, unlearn those things. Um, and it really, and it's slowly changing. When I interact with students now, it's very different than when I was their age. Um, They tend to be more aware of things. They either hear these words, they hear consent somewhere, um, and they're aware of it. And I think it's about passing on that information and normalizing that information. Um, So we all play a role in ending sexual assault. We just have to find our fit. If it's like someone says a rape joke, we we feel comfortable stepping in and saying, hey, stop, hey, that wasn't okay, Um, things like that. So we all play a role in ending it. um, And it's something that can be unlearned.
0: And I also wanted to ask you about Stessa's campaign this year, uh, Create to Prevent, which is calling for community submissions of art that raises awareness and educates about sexual assault. Can you tell us more about the campaign and how it's been going?
1: Yeah, so it just ended. The submissions had to be entered by last, this just past Friday. But really it was that. It was a contest that we held because we really wanted to uplift youth voices in our community. As I mentioned, this is the information that we want to pass along to other people. If we can do that in a more creative way. I think that's, that's one of the best things. So it is a contest um, and we ask folks to submit any form of artwork. So it could be a painting, it could be a drawing, it could be a TikTok video, folks turned in poetry or infographics. Um, and it's a, it's, um, so it's a contest. So we were going to choose winners we're going to choose winners in different categories. And the, uh, the gift, well, the main prize is um, a pair of Beats headphones. Yeah. And, and yeah, we had, I, I want to say we had about 25 submissions from folks. Um, but yes, we will be showcasing them tomorrow on our social media platforms. How can listeners support
0: Stessa or get involved as volunteers?
1: Yeah. So they can support Stessa by really following us. They can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're, we just got a TikTok. Um, we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram. And we tend to um, just share a lot of information on prevention. Um, if they do, if they are looking to volunteer, we do have volunteer opportunities. Um, so we have folks who can volunteer on the hotline um, if they want to take those calls, a 24-hour hotline, if they would like to take those calls. There's also other ways to volunteer. Um, for instance, let's say they wanna volunteer with Sexual Assault Awareness Month next next year, they can do that as well, where we have folks either doing social media work, if we're more in person and they can help organize more more in-person events. Um, when we go back to tabling, we also take volunteers to table as well, um, but it's really about reaching out and they can reach out to me or they can reach out through, through the website and, and um, asking to volunteer in that way. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I don't think I mentioned, but tomorrow's class is free or Wednesday's class is free. And, and it really, it's um, whoever wants to come 13, 13 years and older, all genders are, are welcome. Um, and we hope to see folks there.
0: Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. I was thinking about coming on Wednesday as well, so I might see you there.
1: Yes, please do so. And wear denim. That was another thing I missed. But we are asking folks to wear denim. And if anyone has any questions, they can go ahead and email me at Um And they can register that way as well.